right, welcome to another Out of This World episode of the You Know Show. We are two geeks who talk about everything. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined by my cousin and co-host, Landon. Good day. Good day. How are you, Aaron? I am. I'm good. I'm good. Who knows how I am in another dimension, but here, where I'm at, good to go. It could be anything. It could be anything. In another, you could be great. You could be sad. You could be um, a universe killer. You I know? could be stuck at the DMV in another universe. Who knows? Oh, why, why, why go there? You know, don't do that. So, yeah, most <laughs> things can be done online these days, anyway. Uh, so we are talking about what if it's the second season of this animated show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it is on Disney Plus, and uh, so I just finished watching it this week. Um, I know they had they they did all nine episodes like one after another each day, like around Christmas, uh, which was an interesting way to to uh, release the show. Like usually you get all of it at once or you get it spread out week to week. They were doing one episode a day. Um, yeah. Maybe it was like a little Christmas present. I don't know. Well, it's um, it, it was exciting to see. I, I'll be honest. I, I forgot that it was coming on. Like I remember they were working on it, and then all of a sudden I saw it, and I was like, "Oh wait, that's already out!" And then I immediately started watching them. Um, but um, oh my gosh, it was—I uh, I don't know about you. I'd love to know your thoughts because my thoughts are—I mean, I, I loved them. I loved them, and they keep getting better, in my opinion. So I, I had there were several episodes that I thought were brilliant, just fantastic from start to finish, and there were a couple of them that were. I don't know. Like the first one, uh, I did not care much for. Uh, it's not that I don't like Nebula, but the first one focused on Nebula and the what if was what if Ronan had killed Thanos and right. she had been picked up by the Nova Corps and became one of the the Nova, uh, basically a cop on on Xandar. Right. Um, and it was it was a very uh, dark episode which is strange for Xandar because you think of Xandar as this bright, shiny world that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy, but <laughs> it's dark because they've shut off the worlds to to keep Ronan from getting in and destroying everything. Um, it's it's almost like turned into this Blade Runner version of itself. Well, that's what I was... Oh, I'm so glad you said that because that's what I was thinking. It had a Blade Runner feel to it the whole time. Yeah, um, it, had this, it had this kind of neo-noir kind of, uh, kind of feel... And it was good, but it just like overall didn't do anything for me. And it's not like this was I thought it was strange that this was the first episode because it was like, this is not the one that's going to draw me in to watch the rest of the season. Um, um, no, I, I get that. I, I think for my my perspective, although we ended out season one with some continuity that was bringing the watcher it's almost like you started off with the watcher just being a narrator and then as you got to the end of season one you're like oh there's more going on here and this in the same way you had that kind of like just narration and these little things so these first three especially just seemed very much like a call out to something like blade runner or in the third one is die hard you know what i mean it's like Oh, definitely. I I didn't enjoy the second one very much. Um, <clears throat> but I've I've ne never really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy two anyway. The one where 
you know, Quill Ito. has, yeah, with Ito. I well, you know. I did like I did like seeing the the alternate version of the Avengers. Like, what would the Avengers have looked like a generation ago? That's uh, true. And the that, 80s, I thought that yeah. was really neat because you got uh, King T'Chaka from from Wakanda as the Black Panther. Right. You got um, Bucky yeah. Barnes back as uh, as a part of the with the Winter Soldier thing. Hank. Yeah. yeah Hank um, that was my how, favorite part. I thought he did really good. How fun was it to have um, him and Annette Bening reunited, even though it was in a <laughs> in an animated thing. Uh, but from the American president, you got Michael Douglas and that Benning uh, giving each other crap on screen. That was good. And were they, I know in that Benning, we had some voices in there that were, that were the right people, right? Like the actual yeah. actors. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them, Annette Benning and Michael Keaton or Michael Keaton, Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas uh, yeah. they, they reprised their roles. Um, the only ones who who really didn't are uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Evans. I think are the only they're the big three who didn't come right, back for right. their own roles. Right, right, right. Um, let's uh, let's talk about this. Happy Hogan saved Christmas. I have to admit, Happy Hogan, um, John Favreau is um, awesome. You know what I mean? I like him as a side character. But the idea of having an episode of Christmas episode about Happy Hogan saving Christmas, I I was I saw the title, I was like, ugh, all right, well I'll push through it, and I turned out to really love the episode because it was very much like, you know, Die Hard. You know, having yeah, a die hard it was it. it was very Die Hard. <laughs> I thought that was a fun a fun episode. Um, but again, not necessarily plot intensive. Um. I really well, I think that one was just meant to be fun. I think so, you know, and, and a lot of Christmas episodes in any show, you know, are like that, right? Yeah. Um, when we started talking, when we started doing like um season four, this was one where I looked at it and I thought, um, this is a scenario that I really would have enjoyed seeing. So the Nebula one's like, okay, you know, cool. But again, it's like Blade Runner-esque. The Peter Quill thing is like I never really thought or cared if that had happened that way. Uh, the Christmas one was a fun episode, but this one with Iron Man, not if Iron Man hadn't made it through um, back to earth after Avengers, what would have happened now? That was one that, that was like, yeah. now that is a, what if I that's, actually, that's a really interesting one. Yeah. So there um, are a few of these in the first season and in the second season where I'm like, truly, I would like to know what would have happened if this had not happened, you know? And this one, that that where with Iron Man on Sakaar, that was actually supposed to be in the first season. Oh, um, really? Yeah, because because we were supposed to get that uh that's the story of that version of Gamora yeah. before the conclusion of the season, uh, because she's the Gamora that shows up for the Guardians of the Multiverse uh there at the end of the season to, um... to save reality. So um, we yeah we were supposed to get her backstory, but they they wound up having to put it off till till this season. Well, it I thought it was a great episode, and Jeff Goldblum right is always brilliant, always brilliant. Um, and I thought it was just great the whole and you had um, uh, who's the guy who plays the rock guy, the director, Corey. yeah, Corey. Oh yeah, um, Taika Waititi. Waititi, yeah. Um, I uh. 
just hilarious. Always funny. Um, I, I just, I really enjoyed the episode a hundred percent and I liked how it ended and all that, uh, too. The, uh, but, um, uh, but that, that was one, um, I'd say if I was to say what were my favorite ones, it would, this would be one of them, but, um, and we can, we can kind of, we can keep going in order if you want, but the, um, the one where they're in 1602, um, that was that was a great episode. I love that. Yeah. yeah, that was really well done. Um, but I'm a sucker for anything with Captain Carter in it. So I, I know you uh, are. And what's her name again? Captain Peggy Carter. No, no, I'm the actress. Oh, Haley Atwell. <laughs> just I'm I mean I'm I not just want to give you a give a little shout out, your little moment. <laughs> I'm not in love per se. <laughs> I uh, think I think this is mild infatuation. Mild infatuation. No no restraining orders yet. No, not yet. (laughs) I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, No, I I love that they they kind of pulled her in and made her the the main protagonist for what if at this point. Like it's yeah, she was she was in these last three episodes in a row, wasn't she? Well, yeah, actually. She was well, she was in the one with um where they the with the Hydra Stomper uh with Steve. Um and her is a she and Natalia are besties. Um that was a that was a good episode. I, I liked that. Um it was a continuation episode, really, <clears throat> from the first season, um, which was good. Uh I think I I didn't enjoy that first episode as much because it was very, it was like having the Iron Giant. It was just, it was okay. But this one was. This looks so much like the Iron Giant. It's so crazy. It does. Uh, but this one was good, I thought. Um, and I, I really liked the the duo. I, I would have loved to seen a movie, a live action movie of, um, of Black Widow and Captain Carter. That would have been really cool to see. Yeah. But what you can't have there, you you definitely accomplish here. Rachel Vice. Man. She played she was the one who voiced out the the uh the bad guy lady in that episode. Yeah. She's great. Melina, Melina, something like that. Yeah, she was so did you see Black Widow the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she was she was um Natalie's adoptive mom. Adoptive mom, yeah. Um, when they were pretending to be Americans, I, and, I just um, I like her in anything she does. Maybe it's just because of watching her in the Mummy, you know. Um, but the uh, so so that was good. Um, I I was um, the Pocahontas episode I thought was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was that turned out to be one of my favorites from the season overall yeah. too. Um, so you had the character's name's Kokori. Um, and I I assume they are from the Mohawk tribe because uh the the subtitle said they were speaking Mohawk. Yeah, um yeah. I'm not sure if I didn't know that was like a specific dialect. Um, but I assume that just that's to tell us that that's the that's the tribe they were they were from. But uh yeah. it was so interesting and and then seeing her um develop as almost like she became the captain marvel of right. her universe right because right. she's she is affected by the the power of the tesseract 
Right. And just the same way that uh, Carol Danvers was. Right. And so um, she she develops these powers and is able to save her world, but then is also recruited by uh, Doctor Strange, the the Supreme Doctor Strange or whatever you want to call him um, for the final episode of this season. And then she and Peggy wind up teaming up to stop Dr. Strange because oh, it turns out he's the bad guy. So um, help me out here because I've got a little hole. Um, I, I walked out of season one with him being trapped in the little bubble, right? right? Because he was destroying everything, consuming everything. And he recognized what he had done wrong, you know, and there you go. He's going to stay in the ball, right? So, he now he's out of the ball. the ball. He wasn't trapped in the ball. He was. He was. Hold, he was going to hold on to Ultron, and make sure he didn't escape. In his. In his. So, he went. He was back in his own universe. The one, like his universe had crumbled and fallen apart. Right. Right. And so it was just like his universe only had space for him, and that's it. So. Okay. okay. So that's he vowed he as part of his penance for what he did. He claimed that he would hold on to Ultron in this sphere thing. So now we're talking about how he has he's now he's done that and now he left and he's getting people from other places and collecting more spheres. Right. He's been collecting I these see. powerful beings from all over the multiverse and and now has an entire collection of them and they're going to feed this forge that's going to recreate his universe so that he can get Christine back. So, all right, and Benedict Cumberbatch, amazing, always, just always yeah. amazing. Thank, thank you for not having the third eye. I yeah, hate right. the third eye. I can't stand it. I don't want to see the third eye again. But um, it looks cheesy. It is cheesy. It's stupid. But well, they didn't. Be fair, the CGI in the movie was was horrible because they stopped paying their CGI people before they could do it. So, um, yeah. But I thought the, cartoon, the plot was was good you know and um i think uh you know them kind of halfway through these what ifs making it so that you were kind of leading towards that last episode was really um really nice um the 1602 episode was fun um swashbuckling i guess it's probably my favorite episode of all of them just because it was had shakespearean stuff and you had tom hiddleston doing hamlet you know I heartbreaking though for Peggy and, and Steve again. Like both of them taken out of time and taken out of context from, from both of their universes. And it's like, oh, we've got a shot, but no. He's nah, Robin they're, Hood. They're yeah, yeah. He was he was Robin Hood. And uh, Paul Rudd's well, character as Ant-Man. I was I felt like I could watch a, a Robin Hood movie with, you know, with with all of them and and Bucky's there too. They're all that's just like the perfect trio, right? Just looked like a fun, you know, even Robin Hood swashbuckling esque Three Musketeers amalgam that they had made. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a really fun episode. I thought Thor was kind of a jerk. Oh yeah. I mean, when if you were to take Thor and not give him the experiences he's had in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? He would have been a jerk. I mean, you think about who he was at the beginning of his own movie. He was a spoiled brat. That's true. If, 
And if he hadn't had the experiences he had on Earth, excuse me, Midgard, with Natalie Portman and 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 learning what it's like to think of others before yourself, right? He would have continued to be that person, especially if he marries his sister. That was gross. Yeah, a lot of Hella. Now we didn't get Kate Blanchett, right? We had some other actress. No, it was Kate Blanchett. It really was her. Well, she did a good job. Um, I was thinking to myself, if it's not her, whoever it was sounded just like her. And good old Samuel Jackson reprised his voice, didn't he? Yep. Like I said, the only the only big ones we didn't get were uh, Scarlett, RDJ, and Chris Evans. What's up, y'all? Seriously, what do you got in your life? You, you're so busy, you can't you can't be Iron Man again. Come on, you know you had fun with it. Everybody it likes being now. a voice actor. Seriously, you can do it from your house. You know, just go into a closet, take a micro microphone, and be like, "Hey, here we go." <laughs> or maybe they maybe they tried, they weren't good at it. <laughs> what if it's like that? You know, it's just like Chris. I'm sorry, we we've tried every which way, and you just cannot do your voice with what you're seeing on the screen. We've even tried to get our our computer animators to do it too when your timing is, and you still are inconsistent. We can't have you do it, Chris. I'm sorry. Johnny Jr.'s like, uh, guys, you sent me these pages that have funny things. On. I turns out I can't read. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do appreciate if you notice this in the show, there were a lot, there was a lot of dialogue, especially like there were parts in the um episode with Peggy Carter and um and Black Widow where they had dialogue back and forth, like she's. Peggy at one time says something about cry, uh, a cryotube, or not cryotube, um, carbonite, being frozen in carbonite. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess I know how you're spending your Saturday nights. Yeah, she's getting caught up in pop culture, man. <laughs> there was a Gremlins ep- uh, reference. I-, I just thought that was funny. There was there was a few uh, <laughs> a few yeah. things in there. Yeah, she was, uh, when, when she talked to, to Supreme Strange about, uh, like, she said, let me guess, one of them's gotten loose or one of them's missing or something. And he goes, like, yeah, how'd you know? Gremlins, Jurassic Park. Uh, anytime you have a collection of things you're not supposed to have, and one of them's going to get loose. <laughs> oh, it'd be funny all of a sudden. It'd be funny if the Supreme Leader comes out and Jeff Goldman's just like, and that's chaos theory. Yeah. Uh, life <laughs> life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to our thoughts about what if. We want to hear your thoughts about what if. Uh, be sure to leave a comment and let us know what your favorite episode was. Um, for us, it was anything with Peggy Carter, right? Is that what we're going with? I think that's fair. That's that's what I'm it going was, with. It pretty much was what if what if Peggy Carter had her own show? You know, that's right. that, that's really right. what the series was. And, and and it wasn't Agent Carter from back in the 40s. It was, she has superpowers now. So let's, that's, let's go that. That's what we wanted. <laughs> um, so yeah, let us know what your favorite episode was, what you thought of the series overall. Are you looking forward to season three? We know it's coming. Uh, so uh, so we'll we'll look forward to season three. Uh, it's It really does show the multiverse um, <laughs> for what it can be for Marvel. Uh, a lot of stories to tell. So that's all the geekiness we have time for today. Uh, thanks as always, Landon, for nerding out with us. I appreciate you. Um, is there anything else you want to throw out there about what if or anything else before we wrap up? 
I think I, okay. So only one more thing. I am interested in knowing if where our continuity can go from here, because like I, it would be so great. I don't think Marvel knows what they want to do or where they're going, or they're deciding now, especially with Jonathan majors, Kang, they're, they're in a place right now where they got to figure it out. And it would be cool to use what if in a way that helped lead towards where we're going. And right now it's pretty buttoned up, you know? So, right. you know, if, if, if they can do that with season three, I'm hopeful. If not, we get the same sort of stuff. What if it'll just be a fun show. That's fine. But uh, I, I'd like for seeds to be planted like we had initially. I think what I'm hearing and don't quote me on this, no, but what I'm hearing is that they are looking to separate things once more. Uh, that you don't necessarily have to watch the TV shows to understand what's going on in the movies, and vice versa. Okay. So, um, I think they're trying to keep the TV series on Disney Plus more contained, uh, and less connected to the movies, um, which I think they want to do because. It's just too much behind the scenes for the folks trying to put everything together to keep it together. Um, and and you can't you can't put out quality movies two or three times a year when you're also busy trying to put out four or five Disney plus TV shows, yeah, yeah, with a lower budget. And so, yeah, I think I think that's where things are going. Um, but again, don't quote me on that. I don't have an official source. Uh, so, uh, we'll that's, that's it. We'll, we will see folks out there watching, listening, be sure to like subscribe, hit the bell icon. So you'll know when we post stuff and then until next time, have a great, whatever it is, wherever you are. See ya.